0: Hi there, and welcome to me Noises from the Veterinary World, a new show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. me is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stay Go Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you to everyone so far for your help and support. It's been very much appreciated. Today we're hearing from Alice Wilkinson and Eleanor Livingston, two farm vets who work at Friesmore Veterinary Clinic in Dorset. Friesmore has recently become a best practice representative as part of the Parliamentary Review and is at the forefront of farm practice in the UK. We're going to hear Alice and Eleanor chat about what it means to be a farm vet today, including the challenges and rewards that come with working in their field. No pun intended. We hear from Alice first.
1: Well, actually, the first time we met was when I I was a student. I went out with
2: Alice and we went to see a crazy lady with some bad chickens. (laughs) And we were there for over an hour trying to catch
1: a lame chicken in the hedge.
2: So that was the first time we met. People always say, oh, is it tough being a woman, being a farm vet? Absolutely not. The farmers are absolutely fine about it there is nothing that a woman can't do that a man could do. I've got a twin
1: sister who's also a vet, and um, when before we were at vet school, we were trying to get as much work experience as possible, and our local farmer had advertised for lambing help in the local newsletter, so we went out, bought our new Dickies overalls, and very excited, all pristine, turned up at the farm, and the 80-year-old uh, farmer came out, looked us up and down, and said, they're women and he said they won't do and uh, turned around and walked back into the house. His son, who'd put the advert out, um was at his wits end because he was completely um understaffed. So he felt he had no option. And we said, well, there's not really much we can do in this situation either. You know, we can't change our gender, uh, but we're willing to, you know, put some hours. So, yeah, and then that, Basically, we just had to prove ourselves and we were quite lucky because they soon came round and, um, we became part of the team and we used to joke about it after that. But yeah, we, that, you know, we, it's more satisfying in a way. And I think as long as you're not, you know, these are kind of you know, perceptions that we will meet and, you know, we appreciated that that was, that was his view but there was nothing we could do about it and actually it's more than satisfying that we were able to overcome that.
2: <laughs> i once since being a man, I have, uh, yeah, I turned up on a farm for a carving for the farm to say, I asked for a man and I said, well, I'm here now, so should we see how we get on? And uh, I carved the cow, no problem. Lovely live calf, and actually, there was a bottle of wine at the end of it for me, and he did apologise. <laughs> it's so, so much more satisfying. <laughs> I, guess I, I mean, if he hadn't complained, I wouldn't have had a bottle of wine. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think being a, a being vet isn't like James Herriot anymore. This is 2019 now, and um. I think, particularly for small animal vets, there are quite a lot of options about things like flexible working, Mm -hmm. Um, this is a little bit less easy with farm work, so particularly the out of hours provision, um, I think sort of in 2019 people have sort of greater expectations of their work-life balance, I love being a vet and I love being a practising vet, um, but it is also really important to me to have a life, um, and I think maybe historically life got a bit left behind in the process of being a vet, but being a farm vet there is not really any option not to do out of hours and things like that, so I think that potentially has has a small influence. I also think there's a lot of women now training to be vets and because sometimes being a farm vet can be less part-time friendly you have to do on call etc but I think the industry needs to um needs to sort of come round to that and I think the industry gradually is is cha- is tr- changing but I think sometimes sometimes the farm sector has maybe been a, a bit slower to catch up than, than some of the yeah, other sectors yeah I I think from the the vet point of view you know go,
1: going back to being a, a farm vet in practice and um, recently I was at BCVA and um, there is a bit of concern that perhaps there's not that many new grads going into the farming profession there's obviously there is a f- there's so many pressures I think um, it's just um, it's important for us to work with them and other sectors in the industry to kind of um, reassure people of anything that actually you know it's not it's not all bad
2: in fact it's, it's, it's positively good yeah. the farmers really care and and ultimately the healthier and the happier the animals are the more productive they are and even everyone's a winner so um. yeah. I mean if anything I find it you
1: know really rewarding and you know it is different to the the small animal side because we're working with people this is Obviously, it's their livelihoods, but it's also very much a way of life. Um, and that's something that struck me. Farmers all, you know, very much value us as part of the community. And I think that's quite a special thing as a farm vet. And I think that's what we all kind of thrive thrive on as well. Um, you do feel part of the team. And ultimately, you know, we do have um, the, the power to really help these businesses. And I think that's becoming more and more importantly, in the current climate um, especially with you know the threat of Brexit you know it's also uncertain it's difficult times and we have a responsibility whatever the outcome really um, essentially the important thing is is that we work with our farmers to make their businesses as efficient and productive as possible um, and you know going back to the animal welfare side of things as long as it, you know we can produce you know profitable yields it whether yields of milk or meat produce to a high quality standard but with animal health and welfare is always at the forefront of everyone's minds I mean farmers wouldn't be farming if they did if they didn't you know love their animals we're all quite passionate about that and I think maybe the consumer isn't quite aware or really appreciates how important that is to farmers they? I
2: think um consumer perception is getting uh tougher and sort of consumer knowledge is getting tougher and there's a rise in people not eating meat or not eating uh, animal products and but actually um i also think on the flip side of that that as a farmer, exposed to farmers all the time exposed to food producers like i couldn't be more proud of british welfare and from someone who's very much involved and um i'm keen to to sort of inform people so that they can make informed decisions um i think that um and people like the supermarkets and things as well have done huge amounts to to try and obviously their businesses is, is the consumer to a certain extent so they want to please the consumer but already building on building on sort of existing schemes etc um red tractor and, and all those things i think um the consumers have a huge amount of power now, but also I think um, the most informed of them will appreciate that sort of the British British agriculture has some of the best welfare standards in the world, and yeah. and um, we're in a very good place.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. I'm Sophie Walsh, part-time vet and full-time science documentary maker. You may hear a little bit of me in these podcasts, or the lovely Naomi Meller, my co-host, also a vet and host of the brilliant podcast Smashing the Ceiling. We'd love you to rate and review this podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening.